Hey group chat, it's Glenn. Okay, so do y'all follow this Instagram page, Darkest You? The girls and I have been loving it all summer. It only launched in June and already it almost has like 50,000 followers. I think it really hit because it blends like academic theory, race theory, um, with pop culture and really digs into the way colorism has been super divisive within the black community. On top of that, it's a safe space for dark-skinned women to share their experiences with colorism and to find other women who've walked that same path um, and to have a support system around them. And on this episode of Black Girls Texting, we sat down with the founder of the Darkest Hue Instagram page, a young lady named TK. She's a content creator and rising junior at Columbia University, and she launched Darkest Hue to center Black women who have been victimized interpersonally and systematically by colorism. Let's get into it, y'all. Y'all don't want to miss it. The conversation was so bomb. This is Black Girls Texting. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. This is Glenn at Bedstar Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm Glenn at Bedstar Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And in the group chat with us today, we have TK, who is the mind behind Darkest Hue, this amazing Instagram page that the three of us have been obsessed with for a long time. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. The posts tend to always go viral, it seems, because they're so thoughtful and so smart. And I think they're so connected to current moments, but they're able to make deeper connections to history and culture. And thank you so much for joining us, TK. I'm so happy to be here and like discuss. Yeah. Yay. On red or reply. So let's hop in with our first on better reply. And that is TikTok. Mm-hmm. Just at large. Do you, how do you feel about the app? I recently downloaded it and I was just shocked because of like the lack of like dark skinned women and girls on it. I don't know why I was shocked because that's just the standard. Wait, can you hear me? Okay. That's just like the standard everywhere. But like I noticed on TikTok, like having a certain phenotype is definitely currency. Like the light skin, like the loose curls, like the three type three hair. So that was just like, and then there's just blatant like racism and colorism too, which is like celebrated. I feel like at least for Twitter, like someone will say something that's out of pocket and then like a thousand people will be like, no, like check them. Like, this is what you're doing. This is why it's wrong. But maybe because TikTok, like younger people are on TikTok, I think people just let it slide and they're like, oh, like what's the problem? And they don't like understand it. So I think that's very interesting. I think it's a, it's a funny app once you like train your algorithm to like show what you want to see and like type of stuff you're into but like when you first get on tiktok you're just like oh my god it's disturbing yeah you had a post about that too right about like how to get your algorithm to be more friendly to melanate that shit because it's so weird like i have a friend who will like maybe watch a video or two 
and he'll be like, oh my God, now I'm in blah, 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 TikTok world. Like the algorithm will change so fast, which I had no idea. Wait, yeah. so TK, how do you fix your algorithm? I just started following dark skinned girls. Like I would see one and I just like follow her. Like even like it didn't even matter like what she was talking about, just follow her. And then they started recommending more people that looked like uh, the people I was following and that looked like me. And then I would just like follow them and like keep following. Also, if you like, if you're tired of a certain trend, um, you can click not interested in a video. So it's like, if you see something 10 times and you're like, okay, like I've had enough, you can just click not interested and they like show less of it or like just don't show it at all. Yeah. Or don't videos using the same audio to like- Oh, right. That audio thing when people are like redubbing their voices over certain- mm -hmm tracks um it started to make me think about this other trend that there's this woman on youtube i love her name is paris milan and she was yeah, I love you know paris milan yeah. i love her videos oh boy <laughs> and she um was talking about this trend that certain black girls on tiktok black creators feel like they have to like give give into some stereotype that black men that white men don't want them and that black men don't want them yeah. and it's like me waiting for a black man me waiting for my boy, for a boy to ever look at me. Or we were just watching one and this girl was saying something like, uh, boys will say they don't want to date black women, but they'll eat a burnt piece of toast. And, and she was like, you literally just ate me for breakfast and you don't want me? Disturbing. Yeah, there's a lot of self-depreciating humor on TikTok. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I guess when... Like, there's a clear beauty standard, so when, like, the white girls and, like, mixed girls do something, um, people are more receptive, like, no matter what they do, even if they just, like, go on camera and show their face. So I think dark-skinned girls have to do a little bit more or, like, I don't know, like, appeal to people's, like, inner, like, weird fetishes or, like, hatred for them which is like sad because a lot of the girls on TikTok are very young. So I don't blame them for just like acting any kind of way because they are impressionable. So yeah, I've been noticing that and it's like very weird. It's like playing to like all these like different stereotypes about like dark skinned women and girls not being desirable. And it's like embarrassing. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it at all. Yeah, it's real sad. Like, mm. I'm curious, do you have a group chat with your friends? And do you guys like send TikToks and memes? And um, yeah, that's the only way I find TikToks because I don't have the app. I'm, I don't get it. I'm confused. I'm an old lady. She's an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> so people will text me the TikTok and I'll be like, oh, the TikTok. <laughs> I have a few friends who like refuse to get on TikTok. So I'll just like copy the link and send it to them on like Twitter if I think it's really funny. And then I see some like TikToks on Twitter all the time. So I'll either like send it to my friends, friends or just like repost it if I think it's funny. So yeah. yeah. Do, you ever, do you have a group chat? Um, and like, what is that group chat like for you? I have a few. So I have, I'm at, I'm in, college right now I go to Columbia so I have a group chat with thank you <laughs> I have a group chat with my two other sweet mates and my other friend who's not my sweet mate but we're always like hanging out together so I have that group chat and then I have a Twitter group chat with some of my friends who are unfortunately not on campus because of the whole COVID situation so just to like keep in touch and it's just been like vital for like my sanity 
to like stay connected and plugged into like every like what everything everyone's doing and then I also have like a million group me group chats just because I'm in college and like like all these like clubs and organizations and responsibilities and that can become a little overwhelming because sometimes I want to unplug from all of that responsibility and just like be social and like chill and relax but yeah group chats galore <laughs> yeah group chats galore okay our next on better reply is light skin jokes so like making jokes at the ex at the extent of light skin girls mm -hmm. and drake i think at most the jokes are annoying because i feel like people try to make the false equivalence that that somehow reverse colorism like saying someone doesn't text back or like they're like too conceited versus saying a dark skin person is a like burnt roach or something. And I'm just like, you, those two things are not analogous at all. Like, how are you like making the like comparison? So that always like irritates me. I think if you're light skinned and like people are making jokes about you being light skinned, like they're making like these Drake jokes, like I would understand why you're like, annoyed like oh like this again but I think to say you experience colorism when you're in fact the beneficiary of this oppressive system is very like interesting and it's a reach and like some people will go out of the way out of their way to like point out um exceptions like like say like so and so has deliberately been like brutalized or like just bullied for being dark like light-skinned um but again like exceptions don't make the rule right so you have this entire system that like systematically um d like um just makes life harder for like people that look like me especially women that look like me and like people who are not cis black men because i think cis black men like their experience with colorism is different like I actually saw a TikTok where he's like um he looks like he's about like 20 and he was like reflecting on being a younger like like black boy he was like yeah like nobody wanted me like everyone was calling me dark and ugly and then and then like he flash forward at like like six years later and like everyone's like oh my god and i'm like yeah that's really how it is like that's the difference like like black girls don't only go through that when they're little like it stays with them because like there's no like narrative shift because dark skin is always viewed as masculine so you're always gonna have that perceived masculine trait even when you're older and you like move into adulthood and then those like black like boys who were bullied because they were dark skin probably internalized a lot of that and projected onto black girl like dark skin girls when they grow older so i just thought that like tiktok was like i got so much from that tiktok even though like no one was talking about it in the comments because it's just like 12 year olds so i thought that was like very interesting how like, i see those like things play out so much nuance right yeah, like exactly. or just a joke kind of seems like mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um so you're leaving light skin jokes on red it sounds like yeah i'm leaving them on red <laughs> okay chelsea want to do our last one yeah um cash app reparations from white people mm -hmm. 
Are you here for that or no? I am here for that. I'm here for like any money. <laughs> like, like, why not? Honestly, I think if white people are going to have white guilt, like you should milk it and you should get like your coin and like just live your life. Like, mm-hmm. I just like that's another reason why I do so much um, crowdfunding on my page, because I realize I have this huge following and like everybody and their mom follows my page. So like if someone needs help, like why not just like um, streamline the process and like get out to as many accounts as I can and actually like help people who are in dire need. So yes, cash out. Amazing. Yeah, I'm here for that too. My friend was telling me that all her friends are like buying her gifts. And I'm like, hey, what's wrong with my white friends? Nobody bought me a gift. But she has like a whole table and she calls it the reparations table (laughs) of like flowers, wine. People have given her money. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I don't have enough white friends. I need a reparations table. I know, right? All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat. Well, moving into the group chat. So this is where we just really get into the meat of the conversation. Um, Why did you start Darkest Hue? I started it because I was just so tired of being gaslighted on every platform and in real life. Like when I brought something up about colorism. And I also noticed that a lot of the pages on like social media that celebrated dark-skinned women or girls it would just be like they would just post their pictures and people would be like gawk at them like oh my god like she's so pretty she's so beautiful but then the conversation would stop and then they'd go about their day and probably see like a thousand more like people who don't look at her and who are elevated like um above her in the beauty realm so I really wanted to give a voice to dark-skinned girls to actually talk about their experience with colorism, like personal testimonies, because a lot of the times people just think it's like it's all in our head. But if you see that like 30 other girls have the exact same story and like the exact same things are happening to her, then like maybe you're more inclined to believe it. But like most importantly, it's for dark-skinned girls so you can go on that page and you can find someone who went through or who's going through something exactly like exactly the same either like through the posts or like in the comments so like that's a huge another reason and I guess a final reason I started it is just so many colorist things like publicly happened this summer and like like every, I felt like every day a new celebrity, celebrity or someone with a huge platform was saying something problematic and it wasn't getting enough like discourse. Like people would be enraged by it and then like two days later they'll move on and they'll continue to c- consume that person's like music or like content and like keep enriching their pockets. So I just thought that was infuriating for me. So I just wanted to like maintain that anger because I feel like there should, it's so normalized colorism, like to a point where like the whole like team light skin, team dark skin was a thing. And like, if you go on YouTube, you can like search up light skin or like dark skin. And then there'll be videos of like college kids, like um, debating their type. Right. And it's just so normalized within the Black community that we don't even see it for, like, the cancer it really is. It's just, like, it's just, like, oh, do you like tall people or, like, short people? Which, again, is, like, not the same thing as discriminating against people based on the color of their skin. 
So I just really wanted people to see like the parallels here. Like you're all black people are victimized because of white supremacy and racism. And that's based off like physical characteristics, like our skin color. And then this like system is replicated even within our communities, no matter where we are across the diaspora. But somehow people don't really see how heinous it is only when, um, I guess white people are um, who admittedly do have more power and like can enact systemic like like effects or whatever, but they only see how heinous it is when other people do it and like people outside of her community. And like I had a post one time, I made a post about domestic violence one time, and I made I made it a point to say that because I was afraid of painting black men as hyper criminal because I don't believe that and it would be racist too. So I just said, all men from all races are more likely to hurt the woman from their races just because like people live together and like the world is still like heavily segregated. And, but, but that doesn't mean we can ignore that, right? Because most black people live with other black people, we're given more opportunities to harm each other, to enact violence. So I think that's, even more for reason to like pay attention to the ways we are being violent towards each other, the ways we are um, discriminating against each other. We shouldn't just ignore it and be like, oh, well, I'm receiving harm from a black person, so it's less harmful somehow. I just don't believe that's right. So that's another main reason why I started Colorism. I just saw that like so many girls and women were being harmed either by their family members, their like aunts telling them to bleach or their like grandmothers like sliding them bleaching creams. Like, yeah, these are all like real stories or like just them hearing colorist things on the playground. Like I just really wanted us to have like a platform to like talk about this and like not feel crazy because I feel like that's the that's everyone's like goal is just to make dark skinned girls feel crazy about colorism when it's everywhere. Like it's everywhere. So, yeah. And it's so interesting because on your page, you talk about colorism, but you also talk about featureism and texturism, mm -hmm. which are terms that for me are fairly new. Mm -hmm. And then just thinking about like the, the experiences that I've heard like in my own family of like putting a clothespin on someone's nose like to make it straighter or, yeah. like mm -hmm. all these things and it's just like so as Glenn said earlier nuanced and like yeah layered you know it's not just even the color it's like even on those beautiful dark skin black women pages the types of women that they post are mm -hmm. like women that look like black Barbies essentially yeah mm -hmm. oh. yeah there's just so much nuance there. Like even within dark skinned black girls and women, there are people who have certain privileges because of their features or their like hair texture. So I really wanna like capture all those nuances and like really hold everyone to the fire. Like, mm -hmm. like you're dark skinned maybe, but like um, maybe there are ways you benefit over other dark skinned girls or like dark skinned girls who are like viewed as like the typical dark skinned girls. So like my page is just all about accountability and like sometimes people just don't want to be held accountable or like think about the ways they're perpetuating harm and that's okay they can unfollow go back for a little bit maybe come back and like try again hopefully so yeah yeah 
one of our favorite series on your page is the spotlight series where you like give space for one of your followers to just tell an honest story about their experience, the way colorism has shaped their uh, self-esteem and sense of self. And it really got me reflecting a lot on my childhood and my like early relationships to my own complexion and the ways that I like felt like I had to like hold on to any kind of like light skinness that I had. I would like run from the sun. I would like all sorts of things. Um, and I was just curious if I'm opening this up to all of us, if you all have a story or something that stands out for you growing up, um, or I guess you became aware of how the world sees you mm -hmm. uh, and started to internalize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's really interesting. We talk about this a lot, um, Glenn and myself, because I hate to even like break this down in such a like, annoying to me it's annoying because i feel like ultimately like yes like we are all black and there are different hues within blackness but even like feeling like i'm brown skin but i'm not like necessarily considered quote unquote dark skin but i feel very much aligned with women that are dark skin and then having to acknowledge that i have maybe my own privileges that i may not realize that ne aren't necessarily the same as like a person who is fair skinned or has features, textures that are aligned with European standards. But I think like not really feeling like I was either of those things mm -hmm. and just kind of just being like, I don't know. I don't know what I am. And I just want to be mad because I'm just like, dark skin women should not be disrespected like this. So then I was just like, I'm dark skin. That's my, that's how I'm identifying. Like that's how I'm choosing to identify. But I also have to realize that I don't necessarily walk through the world being perceived that way. And so there's a whole other layers and levels of privileges aligned there. Or people even ask me all the time, like, what are you? What are you mixed with? Where are you from? Like, you're not just black, like da 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 It's so crazy. It can really like fuck with your brain because I think it like gives you kind of an identity crisis in a way. Yeah. And we were, during quarantine, Glenn and I were watching the Oprah special on um, that she did like light-skinned girls, yeah. dark-skinned girls. And the whole time we'd be watching it and being like, do you think this person's dark skin? Do you think this person's light skin? I don't think she's that light. I feel like she's my complexion, but she's on the light skin. I, no, I think, I, and that's crazy. Like that this is even like a thing for us as a people because, and Chelsea says this all the time, like a lot of times if a, if a white person sees you, they're just like, she's black. I don't know. Like <laughs> I I don't get these like the ways that we break it down, but I do also see that while yes, a white person may see you and say, oh, she's black, there is still a difference in the way you're treated depending on where you land on that scale of blackness and where you land on that scale of your features and textures. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I don't really know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but I oh, think <laughs> more so just like kind of like a rant of like this identity Mm -hmm. issue when like you break down colorism and it is very quote-unquote black and white and that it's dark versus light mm -hmm. but when you're like in the winter I may teeter more to one side in the summer I may teeter on another side but then like I feel as though like there is definitely a clear distinction and discrimination in the experience that I can see and understand I'm just kind of like frustrated in this like trapped space mm -hmm. That's my feeling. That's my sense. Yeah, that's Even interesting. Uh, 
people like submit spotlight posts, like forms. They include their pictures. And sometimes I'm like, is this person brown skin? Are they dark skin? Like, are they, some people are just light skin. And I'm like, why are you applying to this? Like, this is so funny. But like, then there are some people like because of lighting, they're like, okay, I'm like, I look like that. And like, like a lot of lighting. So I think this person is dark skin, or I go back to their page and look at their other pictures. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So it's just so like, it gets so confusing sometimes, like, and like, I don't know. And I'm trying to make it more of a point that like, when we think about skin color and like our community, it is very, it's like a binary. It is very dark skin, light skin, but like, but it's more of like a spectrum. So it's like the further away you're from light skin to like, like maybe for like lights, like light, light and like, I don't know, like light brown, maybe you get the same treatment. Like people don't like discriminate, but like when you're like brown skin and you get like darker, then people like start to notice. And I've also seen um, just some people really try to hold on to that light skinness as they get darker. So they're like brown skin and they're like, well, like maybe I'll like revert and become lighter instead of becoming darker. So that's also a very like interesting thing. Like I remember when I was little, um, like I think I used to be like a little lighter and my like mom was light to like brown like light brown skin so like I always tell her like I would always tell her um when I grow up I'm gonna have your complexion as if that's like how it worked like like you would age uh, backward like you would yeah and it's so weird like I thought in my head light skin had to do with like like puberty or something like as soon as I hit a certain age I would just be like um like like I would just be light skin and I don't remember her doing a lot to dispel that I think she just thought I was silly because she like instilled a lot of confidence in me so she was just like what are you talking about um okay yeah you're, you're gonna look like me but like I didn't even necessarily like care about just like looking like her I just like wanted her skin color because like I was like internalizing all of that and I think my story is like a little different because I went from a place where like most of my like in elementary school and like kindergarten to like third grade I went to a school that was predominantly white so like people were just racist <laughs> like I didn't wasn't introduced really to colorism and then from third grade to like eighth grade I went to a school that was predominantly black so then I um and I was like moving from West Africa to America. So then I was introduced to like, not only colorism, but also like xenophobia and like the African jokes. And I was like, what, this is so much. Like I thought when I left that like super white school, like it would all be over, like kumbaya. So that's when, so I had like a rude awakening. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm still different here too. So like, that's just, that's also why I just appreciate nuance because some people try to flatten out experiences and like and tell you that you will have this exact experience like like when you're in this environment and when you're in this place and that's just simply not true because mm -hmm. everything's just so messy 
and like ignoring the mess like does nothing like some people will, will like come on my page and act like I invented colorism myself just to have something to talk about and be mad at mm. and like call me divisive and like oh you're dividing the black community and like these divisions already existed like we just don't talk about it because either you benefit from it or like it makes you uncomfortable or like you don't want people to think you're crazy because that's another thing I've seen dark-skinned girls and women do they'll say like we just not like we just don't need like we should just not talk about it because like people are just gonna think we're like complaining or they're gonna think we're jealous of light-skinned girls they're gonna think we're doing too much but honestly I feel like people already think that that just comes with the territory of being dark-skinned there's so many assumptions about you being angry, you being petty, you just doing the most. So it's like, honestly, people already think that, like, I'm just, I'm going to talk about the things that are important to me and the things that um, I feel personally victimized by, because that's what everyone else does. And like, when they do it, like, they're giving space, they're given space and platforms and like resources to do so, like, based on like how high up on the social hierarchy they are. Yeah. yeah, I wanted dark skin girls to have that same experience. Damn, fucking beautiful. When you started to talk about the about school and I just started thinking about the playground and mm -hmm. how, what a crazy space that is. And mm -hmm. where we, it's like, I think, where we first start to internalize a lot of ideas about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Working with very, a very minimal amount of information, very uninformed, we're kids. And then we just start to spread these ideas and we hold on to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what you're doing is, is beautiful. You said something earlier that so much had happened this summer. And then that made me think, did you only start this page this summer? Yeah, it, the growth has been like incredible. Like I started this page two months ago. No, stop. I swear to God, like I'm not even lying and like, I, I, I don't understand it. It's just been growing and growing. You're and keeping it a buck. And people are like, finally. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've just, I was just so tired. Like, people will say anything and they'll get away with it. And no one's, like, holding them accountable. And, like, like these rappers especially will say anything in their songs. And, like, no one really cares because it's so normalized. So I just wanted to really open that conversation and like make that conversation like stay with people and like people are always thinking about it and like people will like dm me and say oh like i notice colorism so much more now that i have like the language and like tools to describe what i'm seeing and like i can like actually name what people are doing and like confront them about it and be like oh that's colorist like because you're doing x y and z and i think that's just like such a powerful thing to have because like again when we're little kids we see all the colorism and we so we see all the mess that's happening but we don't um we don't necessarily have the language to describe what's happening which can be like more frustrating because then we see because like being a child doesn't like shelter you from all that like harm you just don't really know how to describe it because you're not like you don't have the um language too which can make you feel like very powerless so i feel like that's another thing my page does it like equips people with the studies like the like quantifiable evidence that colorism is real so like when they're talking about it they don't feel crazy 
or like people are not like staring at them sideways because now they have like a resource to go through too that's accessible where they can be like actually x y and z and like yeah yes totally i think that was one of the things i noticed i think that makes your page so successful and stand out so much is that um it's clear that you've done your research and it's a, it's really a tool for your followers. And I was curious if there are any essential texts or authors that you find yourself coming back to again and again. Um, so I find myself coming back to Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. And Toni Morrison isn't dark skinned. Someone like attacked me in the comments for that. She's like, she's not even dark skinned. But I was like, she's Toni Morrison. <laughs> like, let's make an exception here. I just like <laughs> the bluest eye. It's not um, like, ev it's not like evidence-based. It's not like a study, but it like just captures everything about like being a dark-skinned little girl. Like all the like pathologies that are springboarded like and projected on people because they're dark-skinned. And it's about this little dark-skinned girl who's like, like super innocent. Like she's just a child and her life is like, horrible and she experienced like every type of violence in the book and people justify that violence by saying oh she's ugly so like because she's ugly she's some sort of like passive object like we can just project all of our insecurities and all our like violence and like nasty stuff onto because somehow she doesn't have concrete feelings and emotions because she's ugly and i just think the the book is so like groundbreaking because like at the time where a lot of black intellectuals um, were talking about just like, I guess the serious black issues is what people like to say when you bring up colorism. They're like, no, like, like police are killing black men. They're also killing black women. But like, you have a lot of these like black issues that are like masculinized and people don't want to talk about the things that are trivial. And, and Toni Morrison said in like, a a video she's like while wow, all these like big bad like important men are talking about like all these like other things like I really want to talk about beauty because that's so important and people like try to trivialize it or say just love yourself but like we're such a like uh our society like even the term like worldview I forget like what text I read this from it's called the invention of woman where they talk about how um, like America is so focused on the sight sense that there are like dire consequences if you look like something people don't like to see. And that's really what I wanted to like emphasize with my page. Like people think colorism is just like, oh, I don't prefer this, I don't prefer that. But like when dark skinned people are getting longer jail sentences, and just like being perceived as more like violent and like harmful, there are tangible like real life consequences for that. And there are always tangible real life consequences for how people look, like whether they're like abled or like disabled and like like black or white, There's there have always been like these um, tangible like consequences. So we just can't act like we don't live in that kind of society. Like I wish we didn't. I wish we lived in a society where you see someone and you're just like, okay, like I just perceive them, let me move on. But we live in a society where we see someone, we perceive them, and then we come up with a thousand and one assumptions about what that person is like, what they value, like how much value we like attach and attribute to their life. So I think 
the bluest eye just really like really really captures that and explores like ugliness and like why it's so like dangerous to think people are ugly because people like to act like okay I see someone I think they're ugly like I go on about my day but like if you're coming from a privileged place you see someone you think they're ugly and you can have an opportunity to sort of like um make them feel like you think they're ugly whether if it's like depriving them of certain opportunities or just like um making it known that you think they're ugly like it's never it's not this like passive thing like perceiving people as unattractive it's like you have so many opportunities to like harm them depending on like who you are so i think the blue eye just like really 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 like just captures that and in like a very like beautiful way and just like a very like heartbreaking way and you just feel so bad um because at the end of the book um pakola the main character she essentially just loses her mind because she keeps wanting blue eyes and she goes to this um this like guy who um i don't don't know i'm like a medicine man i think he like did voodoo and he's like okay i'll give you blue eyes and like she just like goes on like thinking she actually has blue eyes and it's just it's like so heartbreaking because all these bad things happen because people think she's ugly like because people don't care about her like she's like molested by like her father all these like things happen like nobody cares about her no one believes her when she says things Mm -hmm. and I just feel like it's so heartbreaking but like to a certain extent that's the reality for dark-skinned girls in particular because people just like don't care and that's why you hear about so many missing black girls and you're like who's looking for these black girls like like where are they and that's why when r kelly's like um case blew up again like more recently people had so many things to say like oh you're trying to bring down another black man and the victims weren't really being centered like because the victims were black girls in my opinion i think that's why because like the world burns down when there's a missing white girl and like wars even happen you know but when black girls go missing it's just like eh like they were never we never really even saw them in the first place so like nothing's changing for me it's like i never saw that person like in the first place so yeah yeah. i never saw them in the first place that's so real charles you got a question i was gonna go No, I mean, you made me think of so much. Um, Just like so much. I'm thinking about, I don't know if you've watched Basketball Wives. It's like guilty pleasure of mine. Um, Not anymore. I vowed to cut them off after last season. I think I know what you're Um, talking about. Yeah, so there was a a new, I think she's fairly new to the cast, OG, a Nigerian woman, Mm -hmm. um, dark skin. Mm -hmm. um, And then Evelyn called her like ugly yeah and like that was just so weird to me like if you want to call her a bitch or you want to say she's rude or you want to say she's like i don't know something about her but like to call her ugly i was like what's ugly about her mm-hmm. like i wasn't sh- what like is ugly mm-hmm. yeah and like specifically why are you calling her ugly when like every man you date looks like they could be her brother mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so what's yeah. ugly about her yeah, i don't so- know just- so like 
I didn't, I don't watch basketball wise, but I saw a lot of like YouTubers do commentary on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, but I feel like Evelyn also said something where she used like a monkey emoji. Yeah. Like adds on to like the colorism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people just really have to deeply confront what makes people ugly to them. Because, like, even in the replies, people were just like, oh, no, like, OG is really just ugly. And I'm like, why? Like, what about her is, like, ugly, you know? And and then there's this uh, thing I really hate. Like, some people will say colorism is an ugly girl problem. So, uh-huh. like, beautiful, dark-skinned girls, like, they don't experience it and they just, like, go on with their lives and they're completely unaffected. But the only people who are mad are, like, people who are ugly and I'm just like that gives me nothing because like what is ugly like Mm. ugly to you is dark skin so like like what are you like getting at here and I feel like people just really have to confront like what they think ugly is but they don't want to because um usually they're they benefit from what ugly is and like what they're not so like they're already on this pedestal and they don't want to have to like deconstruct it because that means because we tie so much of our value and worth based on like how others perceive us so if we don't want to deconstruct the thing that like gives us privilege and makes us feel seen but like that thing can be like harming someone like severely someone who doesn't look like you someone who's um at the opposite end of the totem pole so yeah that basketball wives like I thought it was just interesting how colorism just permeates so much of our entertainment. Like people will ask me, why do you keep talking about these rappers? Like they're not like um, reflective of like most black men and how they think, which I don't think is true. I think a lot of black men like idolize these rappers and a lot of like, like even me, like I criticize these rappers, but like I I still consume their music and it's like a guilty pleasure because I'm like, oh, you just said something colorist. But you made it sound so good <laughs> so bad but I think like we really have to like confront the ways that our entertainment industry just propels colorism yeah like YG going to Nipsey Hussle's funeral and talking about their light-skinned daughters like why would you casually like, like that was a regular thing to say wait he said yeah, what? I missed that what happened raising two beautiful light-skinned yeah daughters was- not to say bitches yeah, he was just, he was at the funeral talking about his life, who, his friend who passed. And he was like, oh, like, I recall a conversation I had with Nipsey, 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 oh my God. Like, we have two beautiful light-skinned daughters, like, we're in trouble. And I was like, who asked? And it's just like, every day someone says another colorist thing. And like, are we just supposed to ignore it? And we like to act like, we don't we are not the people who put these celebrities on a pedestal and like we don't internalize the messages they like just send out into the world we like to act like we're so disconnected from celebrity when all we're we are so immersed in entertainment especially in isolation in the age of covid everyone's always on social media like watching something because like they can't like go out and like interact with people or at least they shouldn't be like too much so I really like to focus on like the entertainment role, like the music that's coming out, the music people are listening to, like the messages they're like either actively absorbing or passively absorbing, like all these different things, the news stories, 
because that's so like important and people like to act like entertainment exists in this vacuum we can just like tap in and tap out when we want but those like those lyrics stick with us and like they like replay and like and are like minds and repeat and like there we can find um how entertainment really affects us and impacts us and molds us in every aspect of our lives so i think we should definitely talk about colorism and like lyrics and people who are perpetuating colorism and people who are just like posting memes about dark-skinned girls like people with platforms at least because they can reach like millions of people at once so like elite like so it's not just um like you have seven followers and you post something and it's bad and two of your followers see it and okay but i really like to focus on the people who have millions of followers and whose messages are going to reach millions and hundreds of thousands of people Absolutely. Yeah, I think something that's also really sad about the whole colorism conversation is it's like so much self-hate. It's like you are so obsessed with getting something as close to whiteness. Um, I remember I watched this play called Platanos and Collar Greens, mm-hmm. and it was all about like black men who like really want to be with a Dominican woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like they can't get a white girl, but mm-hmm. they can get something close. You know, they can yep. get... And that's to them like a trophy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so like that's self hate. Your mother is literally a black woman. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. me think of this post that you have on your page, the five shades of trophy wife. Mm-hmm. I was just about to try to pull it up. And what are the five shades? <laughs> it's just like very like subtle variations of light skinned and like just like white women. Because mm-hmm. like I notice in a lot of songs by like um rappers or like black artists um male artists they ascribe whiteness and lightness to wealth so they'll be like oh i was with this dark-skinned girl when i was poor and no one was checking for me but now i have access to all these women so of course i'm gonna like go for the the better woman or like the better looking woman or the woman who are most sought after and i just thought that's so interesting i don't know anything about like economics and the way economics works but i feel like there's just something there like the way we ascribe wealth to just like white and like light-skinned people and the way black men deliberately position themselves away from that it's like a tactic they use so like they can be victimized by colorism but it's also something they weaponize to sort of assert their status in society and like distance themselves from a life they're leaving behind and like poverty and like um, things they really don't want to remember. And I was just thinking about like, I'm a psych major, so I'm always thinking about like how people like come to like believe different things. And I was watching an interview with, um, 50 Cent, who is an infamous colorist, he's on like Twitter saying, or like IG saying something colorist every week. But he was talking about his- The devil. I love to just call him. That's what he, he's a colorist. I love that. It felt so good to just hear you name it that way. Yeah. He's a colorist. Curtis, I feel, like he's even, I feel like he's even something deeper than a colorist because like, I don't think he likes black women at all. I think he likes mixed, mm-hmm. exotic, 
he was saying in an interview that when his mother died, like he blamed her for every bad thing that happened. Like he blamed. Oh my God. Self-hate. I hear this story a lot. Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, like it could be raining. And I'd be like, oh, like it's because of my mom. Like it's because she passed. And I like compared that to the way he was talking about his uh, dark skinned um, um, ex-girlfriend who had, he had a child with. And you can just see, like you can thread it all together. You can like see how he arrived at this like point. Because our preferences aren't innate at all. Like, we're not, there's not like a gene that makes you more inclined to like people who are like light skinned. It's all these like, but I feel like with 50 Cent, there is something much deeper and much like darker, like going, like seeing a dark skinned woman and then being reminded of all the trauma and the pain. Yeah. And it's so weird. It's like people treat dark skinned women and girls like emotional dumping grounds where they yeah. just like project all of their mess onto because they think we're these like passive objects and we're not like fully developed like human mm-hmm. beings with our own like traumas and our own um, demons to wrestle with. And they just like project and they just like move on. And they don't want to like engage because that means they would have to engage with all the things they're running away from. And I think there's just something really deep and like, just like deep and like very ugly and like not surface level at all. Like something very like much deeper, like much sinister about um, people's hatred. Because people are like, oh, I have a preference for light-skinned people. Well, what really it is, it's a hatred for dark-skinned people. Right. Like, why do you have this hatred? Especially when you're dark-skinned yourself. Like, by your own standards, you you yourself would be ugly. So it's like, like what is right. on? Like, I think I, I really feel like more people should, like, delve into the psychology of it all. Because there's something very sinister and, like, like very sinister and like messy going on that people like to flatten and act like is normal but I don't think it is. Well Chelsea you had said like oh you know how can you hate black women when your mother's a black woman and I think a lot of black men have issues with their mothers like I don't have the proof I don't have the stats but I really believe that that's something that isn't talked about as much you know, you have the quote unquote daddy issues trope of like specifically black women having issues with their fathers. But I don't think people talk about the relationship that black men have with their mothers. And I have to imagine that there's definitely something rooted in that that makes people have this almost like aversion to dark skinned mm. women. And, but then also like, to your point, TK, you said using dark skin women as this dumping ground for your emotions, mm. but then your sexual attraction or where you seek pleasure is in a lighter skinned woman. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole um, ugly baby mama thing. It's like yes. running away from a life of hardship and struggle. And they... Um, equate dark-skinned women to that struggle for some reason so it's like when they come up and they have money and they have fame and recognition like symbolically they don't want to be seen with a dark-skinned woman but they also don't want that pain and trauma to resurface and I just think that's very like there's something really sick there 
And um, Michelle Wallace has a book called Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman. And I think it's a must read because she just talks about how she thinks um, like black women and like more in particularly darker black women, um, black men feel like they emasculate them just because Mm -hmm. uh, how society thinks black women are like masculine, like just like masculine. And um, there were like racist tropes that were created in the past to like paint black men as like weak. So like while they were also painted as like hyper violent and like hyper criminal, they were like weak and they were like at the whims of like their black wives and black girlfriends who were just like constantly like berating them. So she was like sort of exploring why black men see a black woman and feel like they have to like, um, they have to just like just conquer them and almost in a way to sort of tap into their own masculinity, like why black women are seen as an obstacle to their fully realized like humanity and like masculinity. And I just think there's so much there in terms of um, the way black men have way more opportunities to physically harm black women because they live with more black women and the way they also internalize all the messaging they're getting from society about black women being the devil, like black women being like super masculine, not really having emotions or feelings. And I see that reflected in just domestic violence, like stats, like the way black um, women are, I think it's 2.5 times more likely to um, like be killed by like men and most of the men are black men because there are more opportunities if you live with more black men. So I just think there's something very like pathological there. Like I think most preferences are in fact like very like pathological. Like we just call them preferences to normalize it and like justify it. And so that we don't have to talk about how sinister they really are. Like why do you have that preference or that thing, like how did you arrive to that preference? So I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's all so much more sinister than people think it is and people love to flatten it out. And I don't know, I think there's something there when people see dark skinned women and they're just reminded of every bad thing they've gone through in life. Like, why is that happening? Why are you projecting so much onto someone you don't know or someone you're supposed to love and who's in your family or someone you should just treat with basic respect because they're a human being. What would you do? This connects really well to our next segment, which is our What Would You Do? Where we get a listener letter in um, and they ask us for advice on different things. And we kind of put a call out to some of our listeners and told them that you were joining us on our show. Um, So Shada, you want to read the letter? Yes, so this isn't a letter. This is a DM that we received. Actually, this lady was replying to, I don't know why I call her a lady. That feels really <laughs> This young woman was replying to our, um, we have this segment called Fine Nigga Friday, <laughs> where we will feature a good looking young man. And um, she was replying to our segment. Stay tuned for that, shameless plug. But anyways, she 
was reacting to a lighter skinned man that we had posted. Mm-hmm. And then she shared with us that her friends give her a lot of shit because she tends to only date light skinned men. Mm-hmm. She herself is a self-proclaimed chocolate girl. And in this DM, she said she doesn't have the type, but the men she tends to date or sleep with are light skinned. So she mm-hmm. wanted to know if we find that to be problematic and if for any reason she may be, she said, quote unquote, colorist in her dating choices, although she herself is dark skinned. Ooh, that's different. So I got a similar DM and like, I personally just like to cut dark skinned women slack just because they're the main recipients of colorism in the first place. So I think there's a difference between actively seeking out someone who looks a certain way and that being like your only few options. You know what I mean? Because I feel like men who are darker tend to stay away from women who are darker because there's just some weird thing about like having lighter babies and like a lot of this like internalized mess. So I feel like there is an important discrepancy where it may seem like, oh, like because of my dating history, I'm only being with men who look like this and the men who are like available to you in the first place and the men who like approach you and like are interested in you. So I think it's like, like she should explore that, like who is approaching me and who is like interested in me and is it dark skinned men, like is it not? And like, like colorism probably plays a role into that. So I don't know. I don't like telling dark-skinned women, like, oh, you're a colorist, because people are already telling them that, which I think is crazy. There are ways we can internalize colorism and project it onto other dark-skinned women, which is harmful. We should be held accountable for that. But I feel like that should be approached with empathy and understanding, just because we receive so much harm ourselves because we are dark-skinned. So my advice to her would really be to just think about the type of people who are even approaching her in the first place. And is it a thing where like everyone's approaching her and she's just like rejecting dark skinned people or is it a thing where like just light skinned or like lighter people are approaching her? Cause I think that's also a thing that happens and black women and dark skinned women in particular are just trained to demonize themselves so they'll do a thing everyone else is doing, but they're the only ones that feel guilty about it. You know, everyone else is like unabashedly like saying, I have this preference and I don't care and I'm just going to live my life. But I feel like dark skinned girls always carry this like guilt with them that I think other people should carry because like they're usually being more harmful. So in short, my advice to her would just be to think about it more think about the types of people that are approaching her like really see what's going on like are you being approached by everyone of every skin tone in the black community and Mm -hmm. only rejecting um the darker skin toned then there's probably something there you know like like internalized like mess there but are you only being approached to like a certain kind of person and it's like you can't really reject someone who not interested in you in the first place so that's what i would do like just 
like think about the nuances and like what's really going on here and not like off the bat indict yourself and say I'm a colorist because mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about I think this is a common thing where a lot of especially darker skinned women it'll be like go get you a white man Ooh. <laughs> I think I think it's so hard because um there's like there's also harm in there because then you could really um encounter someone that's just racist and anti-black you know so i think you really have to approach people as individuals um because um if your goal is to just get a black man and you will it doesn't matter which black man it is like whether or not he likes you back or like treats you right then you really are just gonna like settle for anything so i feel like for black men like women specifically dark-skinned women it's really important to see the harm everywhere like you can encounter a racist white person who just like you have to teach everything right and that can be burdensome and tiresome or you can encounter a colorist black man who like um has a lot of like unresolved issues with his own complexion that he's going to project onto you so really just you have to like thoroughly vet people and see um what their true intentions are and not just um be like oh this is the person i want so any person that looks like this will do because that can really come back and just like haunt you and create a very disturbing experience for you yeah i i just have i know we we're at time so i want to be respectful of your time but something is on my spirit so i just want to ask it Mm -hmm. do you think or is your page's intention to bring awareness to colorism so that it will end like do you think there is an end Mm -hmm. um and the foreseeable future no just because it's tied with so many like other things like white supremacy and like facilitates the conditions that like colorism arises from anyway. So I don't think we can dismantle colorism and still have white supremacy and still have racism and anti-blackness. So I think it's to bring um, awareness, but I feel like there's sort of a spiritual emancipation that can happen in every person where you can still live in a world that's colorist that you can free yourself internally if you like know like what colorism is or if you're reading testimonies by real life dark skinned girls who are like saying they've been victimized their entire lives from the time they were babies to now there can be like like a spiritual like coming to um i don't know like a spiritual like awakening that can happen in each one of us So even if the structural um, reality doesn't change and dark-skinned people are still like victimized by the state and, but how you treat people you interact with interpersonally can change. And hopefully you don't see a dark-skinned woman and think, oh my God, like I have to like leave or you're not reminded of all the pain and suffering and you don't project all your pain and suffering onto her. So I would say my page is to raise awareness 
and to really urge people to confront what they've been running away from their whole lives, like just their weird preferences and like these pathologies that they try to normalize because they don't like to like really talk about how like sick and like sinister it is. And to, to come to a sort of like just spiritual awakening, like, oh, I think that person is ugly because of this, but um, this is not innate. Like I've been conditioned to think they're ugly. I've been conditioned to think they are worthless or they de deserve less. So I think, I think like um, just our minds are very special because we don't live in a vacuum and we are affected by everything else that's going on in the world and the way society is structured and the different hierarchies that exist. But I think our minds are like, we can take, like we can like just um, like go into ourselves and sort of like block out everything and just really isolate our feelings and emotions and our beliefs to really pinpoint why we believe certain things and why we treat people differently, um, some people differently than we treat other people. So I really hope people come to that like spiritual awakening by just being uncomfortable, like by realizing they're participating and something that harms other people, they're deflecting, they're gaslighting. And just like, I really hope people start taking accountability for the way they treat dark skinned women and girls in their lives. That's what I was gonna say. I think it also just takes an acknowledgement. Like I think everyone has to sit with themselves and be like, mm -hmm. I have had moments where I internalized racism mm -hmm. and I had like mm -hmm. the beauty standards, which okay. like, I feel like it's almost impossible not to have as a black person, like at some point in your life yeah. and like, look at your Instagram feed. Like I've had to unfollow so many people. Cause I was like, why the fuck am I following all these women that look exactly the same? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like get yeah. rid of them. I was like, they are not adding value. Yeah. I had to unfollow many a Kardashian and mm -hmm. many a Kardashian. Uh, uh, Jason. <laughs> yeah. And just like get that shit out of my, Mm -hmm. world but also like understand like why was I following him in the first place why mm. did I find that person to be beautiful mm. and like mm. try mm. to undo that and mm. I think it's an everyday thing like I think that what's so great about your page is it's not just like you're bad if you think this it's like no you're we're humans people make these mistakes giving people the language to your point to to mm. understand it to work through it and like and we're like undoing it as a community. Undo it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Collectively. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. Well, our last segment is black girl doing shit, and so every week we give an imaginary trophy to a black girl doing shit who's killing it in her lane. Um, and this week that goes to you, TK. Um, mm -hmm. we're obsessed with your page. Congratulations on so much growth in two months. You are a social media maven. Um, and thank you for being here with us. I wish we had like more time because I still have so many things I want to talk about, but this was great. Thank Can you. I just one, one thing before we go, because we do love yeah. to like pass the torch along. And I know that you have a series on your page that's uh, open up your purse and you shout mm -hmm. out a woman or a cause or someone that we should be give, giving our coins to. Is there anyone that you uh, want to shout out on the show right now, a black woman? Okay, I actually want to shout out the Kambahi Fund, which is a fund mainly run by um, some other people I know, but that I 
like helped with like a little stuff like in the starting processes of it but it's a fund that helps black women and femmes leave abusive households so it was inspired by Aloyuwa Twain and her her tragic story where she was kicked out and just like left to like brave the world and it ended horribly because um like it just ended so the Kambahi fund gives um black girls money and like black femmes money and black non-conforming gender non-conforming people money to just find a safe space where they're not victimized and they're not being brutalized so we don't have more situations like that when people like leave like these very toxic households and they don't have any support and they're just like they just encounter every type of person along the way that can do them harm so people should definitely check that out um there's more info in my link tree in my bio about the kambahi fund and they have an instagram page and uh, several ways you can donate to the fund and the money is dispersed to real black people who really need to leave very dire like situations and circumstances and if you were saddened by the situation that happened um, with Toyin, you should definitely contribute to that fund if you're in a position to, just to make sure more Black people have the means to just free themselves of like really terrible like situations and just preserve their sanity and their lives even. Yeah, thank you so much, TK. Thank you. Hopefully we can do a part two at some point. Yeah, I would love to come back. Hey, well, have an amazing school year. Thank you. And congrats on everything. Thank you. Bye. It was nice talking to you. Bye. Goodbye.